The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I thought love was only true in fairy tales Meant for someone else but not for me Paper house that's made to stand with paper nails It's all I thought that love could ever be What's the use in trying? All you get is pain When I needed sunshine, I got rain Then I saw her face That love was more or less a given thing Seems the more I gave, the less I got Like a flower that grows loves like a living thing Living things don't like to be forgot Love was out to get That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then it's all faith I'm a believer Not a trace Oh, 991000 is the telephone number. I worked out why I'm on a Neil Diamond jag. Bought loads of Neil Diamond, um, like, CDs for, like, £1.29 on Music Magpie. Oh, by the way, but when, you know when I do this voice, I go, um, you know when I do this voice? It's really annoying me. I get really annoyed when I do this voice. But I can't stop doing it. Really annoys me. Thing about thing about yesterday as the show was going on, I kept going. You know what gets me really angry? It's this voice, and I can't stop doing it. And as I was doing it yesterday, I thought, all right, okay. Mental note: I'm doing that voice again. Don't do it again. Oh, suddenly I'm doing it again, and I'm do- I can't stop doing it. And I'm driving home last night, thinking, why are you doing that voice? What's that? Do you know what's interesting? Yeah. That voice yeah. is followed by that voice. Yeah, yeah. You're having yeah. an argument with yourself. Well, the, the, the thing is, right, and now I'm thinking about it, I can't do it, which is good. So, But it'll just come out at some point, right? Um, it really gets on my nerves doing that voice. I can't stop doing it. I don't know why. <laughs> so if anyone's got any tips for stopping doing that voice. But so I'm buying loads of Neil Diamond CDs, including some from the 80s. Very, very dodgy time. For Neil Diamond in the 80s, and a lot of the 90s, actually. Um, but buying some of his classic 70s albums. Man alive, the You Don't Bring Me Flowers Anymore album. What an album! The, um, the... Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. the Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee, that's Catherine Boyle. Word. You can call in about anything. Um, 
the uh the september morn album dear god it's marvelous i'm glad you're here with me tonight what a record um serenade oh, that's a load of old crap serenades this weird album where the songs are like six minutes long and he seems to have forgotten how to make a tune he's got no tunes right is he just talking well it's it's very it's very pretentious right very pretentious then there's um then there's a weird song on there, right, called Reggae Strut, right? <laughs> reggae Strut, about 1979. doesn't sound like reggae, but I'm going to play you with this awful song. But listen, this is Neil Diamond, right, a white guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Here it goes. Chalky. Someday do. Someday don't Wish they wouldn't. White Jewish guy from Brooklyn, isn't yes. it? Maybe you like to dance it. Dance it. Maybe you like to dance it. Maybe you like to try. Maybe let it do reggae strut. Maybe let it shoot to a cake. Maybe let it do reggae making the hips way more than it okay. Na 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 na. That's that's um that, that that that's something, isn't it? Wow, that's something. Anyway, so I'm listening to um, the "You Don't Bring Me Flowers Anymore" album today. It's a great album. I've forgotten how great. There's no stinkers on there. There's some weird ones, but there's no stinkers. The first song, American popular song, which is like this orchestral epic about American pop song, followed by "Forever in Blue Jeans." What an opening two tracks to an album. But then there's this song, which I might play later, right? And as the intro, it's a song called um, Mothers and Daughters, Fathers and Sons. And the intro is very, I mean, sorry, guys, this is a bit of, bit of therapy for me tonight. Um, let, let me just, the, the intro is a really, I haven't heard this album in about 35 years, 33 years. My dad used to play this stuff in the car all the time. Man. So I think this song started, oh, listen to this menacing intro. This is menacing. Isn't that dark? And so they came. And it starts on the word and. But it's dark. And I, I was driving and it hit me and suddenly something something happened in my brain, right, that I can't explain. It's this, this is only it's only music can do this. I would say the only two things that can do this, I'm prepared to hear other examples, but I don't think there can be any, the only two things that can do, that can have this kind of reaction and join these dots in the brain, music and smells. That's it. Maybe touch, maybe... Taste? No, I don't think so. Not in the same way. Not in the same way, to a certain extent. But music and smells. But this, So this song starts and suddenly I'm like, Whoa! It, it got a little bit trippy and a bit psychedelic, and I th- and I heard that intro and I thought oh, I've got to hear that again. And I played that intro for like ten, fifteen times, and then I let the song play, 
And then halfway through, I just burst into tears. I just, I was driving and I burst into tears. And I was, I was coming down the M1, I was thinking, what? Where, what is this? Where has this come from? And suddenly it all made sense. My dad was a huge Neil Diamond fan. When we had him uh, buried, um, uh, we, uh, we, my sister and I selected, my stepmom very kindly said to my sister and I, do you want to choose the music? for when he's brought into the chapel, which I thought was an amazing... We hadn't seen him for years. I thought that was an amazingly generous thing for her to do. So me and my sister chatted, and we came up with Hello Again by Neil Diamond, right, which is a song I can never listen to now, because I can't listen to it. Um, and so th- th- so there's kind of, a, you know, my mum and dad in the 80s used to go, go out and see Neil Diamond. It was a big thing. I remember going to, go to stay with um, Mick and May's um, parents when they went, all four of them went out to see the jazz singer at the cinema doing that voice again. So I just can't stop doing it. I hate that voice because this affectation that's become part of me now. <laughs> but it's, the, vo- but it's uh, the voice that tells that voice off I like. I like that voice. But I don't like the other voice. Um, it's an affectation I think I was putting on, and now it's locked in. Like, when I say mate, right, when I say mate, I say mate, and I, I mean it genuinely. But it started off when I was 16 in the lower sixth, fifth form lower sixth. We would all say mate ironically, because the guy, the young guy in ABC Music, the guitar shop on the Farnham Road in Slough, whenever you went in, would always go, all right, mate, can I help you? And we thought that was hilarious, so we'd all just go around going, all right, mate can help you and we all just say mate all the time but then after a while it became part of my vocabulary and now i use it all the time why am i telling you this none of this matters none of this matters that's the thing none of this matters all someone tweeted me the other day your, your show is just filler i was like but all radio is filler isn't it and, and you can have it filled with hate and with um with with anger and with muslims and with um this this brexit group that have come up with no plan what you we can have it you can have it you can fill it with that or you can fill it with a bloke who's potentially on the edge of of another nervous breakdown reminiscing um about the guy in abc guitars on the farnham road in slough uh, who used to say mate which would you prefer? I know what I'd prefer. Yeah, me too, mate. But unfortunately, we're working, so we can't listen to that. So we have to listen to this rubbish that your license fee is paying for. Um, so, it, it, so, so I'm buying all this Neil Diamond stuff because I, you know, I, Catherine, when I, I have phases. For a while, it was Dylan. Then it was uh, I don't know what it was afterwards. Then it was McCartney, and now it's Neil Diamond. Where I just go and buy everything that I can. I don't listen to all of it, but I, I listen to a lot of it, and then I get then I move on to the next it thing. It was Dylan. Then it was country music. Um, no, I don't think it was. Well, there was a country music phase. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're speaking. Um, that's fake news. It's fake news. There it is again. Um. So oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. So I, I'm, but but this, so this diamond stuff I'm guessing is in some way connecting with my dad who died f- like five years ago now I think over five five and a half years ago and I don't know why and I guess it's because of the divorce is is going through that's happening that's happening guys that's coming very very soon and I'd like to talk to my dad about me getting divorced and I'd like to talk to my dad about the reasons that you know some of the reasons behind the divorce that um, after two years of living in a room in a self-imposed kind of uh, uh, exile from life. I'm now living in a beautiful house that I can't afford at the moment. I will be able to afford a bit better next year, but I can't afford. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to rediscover what it's like to be me. That's what I'm doing. And you've seen it because you've come around the house and you've seen me kind of, you know, happy there. And I'm starting to rediscover myself. 
and I want to share this with my mum and my dad, I guess. And my mum's too ill to really be aware of it, and my dad's dead, you know. So I listen to this Neil Diamond song, and um, and I'll play it later. It's a great song. It won't mean anything to you, and a lot of you think, that's a crappy song, but it's just it's just nice. And it just reminds me of, I don't know, being 10, 11, 12, when everything was all right. And uh, just driving down the M1, just burst into tears. Just floods of tears. Very, very strange. And I was driving to Willesdon because I was buying off of Gumtree. You know, Gumtree. It's like free cycle, but you've got to pay. I was buying some bedside cabinets because I haven't got any bedside cabinets. And bedside cabinets are so bloody expensive. They're like 60 quid each for cheap ones. So I've been looking on eBay and they've been going for like 60 quid each. Cheap ones. Um, and then I found this, uh, I found this set on Gumtree in North London, about an hour away from where I live, about 40, 50 minutes, an hour away from work. I thought, well, I'll, I'll go. So I went and I met this lovely woman and she was selling them for 40 quid the pair. And I got there and they were a little bit tattier than I, I wanted. And I opened them and the shelf had fallen down because the pegs weren't there. And I, and I went, ah, I'm going to pass. She went, oh, I said, yeah, they're just a little bit. Tatia, then um, I'm going to pass. And she said, oh, you could offer me £30. I went, yeah, OK, I'd, yeah. I'd, oh. uh, so <laughs> she was haggling for me, well, she, doing that voice again. She wanted him out. She was haggling for me. I, you know, I can't haggle. And I kind of thought 40 quid, you know what, buy cheap, buy twice. Um, I might as well just buy an expensive pair. Then when she said... There's like, pause, about 10 seconds silence. You could offer me £30. Well, but you weren't doing a bargain. You actually didn't want them. I think you've misunderstood what haggling is. I, I, well, I think we both have. Both people involved in that deal did not understand the concept of haggling. She was going down on me. Well, um... That's a little j- joke there for the dads. A little bit blue. A little bit blue for and, the dads. And some of the mums. Um, some of the mums as well. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. That might sound like a random and inconsequential opening gambit, opening monologue for a show. Sure, you stack that up side by side next to, uh, I don't know, James O'Brien monologue, opening monologue at 10 o'clock in the morning. Isn't it? No comparison. His all, his all destroy me. You you stand that ne- up next to Stephen Nolan opening monologue. There's no comparison. The facts, the weights, the details. Of course, they're going to thrash me. But neither of those gentlemen, neither of them, will have as, as, have exposed as much of their broken and fragile souls as I just did. Bear that in mind, Catherine. I was going to say Roberto Peroni's quite good at it as well, but he writes it out word for word. That's cheating. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lag antipodes. Good night, Cobbers. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Good evening, David. Hi, Ian. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you okay, David. What Hi. would you like to say to the audience of the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio tonight on this holiest of nights as we celebrate as we celebrate Jesus? Okay. Uh, well, it was more to do with your point about the... You know you were saying about the sense of... Like when you smell something or when you hear a certain type of music... Yes. It brings you back and it made you feel emotional, etc. Yes. I've experienced that 
quite a lot myself, actually, in similar circumstances to yourself. But I have a, a kind of theory. I don't know if this is going to sound a bit strange. I don't think, well, for me anyway, that this, when you smell something, like even like an ex-girlfriend's perfume or something that you haven't smelt for years, I where that was years go. It's, it's not like, I don't think it reminds, it doesn't remind me. It's suddenly, for a split second, I'm transported back. Oh, to yeah, yeah, time. yeah. Oh, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's, it's time, time travel. travel. It's time I travel, man. I that. smell, I smell white musk. I'm in Kerry's bedroom again, um, 28 <laughs> years ago. I'm in Kerry's bedroom 28 years ago. Just try, I, I'm there. I can see exactly. everything. I can, I can, I'm there. And that's why you, that's why we start crying, because we're not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, we go back in time. What are the, I don't want to do the phone in what's, what smells work for you. We might do that after no, midnight, because no. it's a good one. But, what's, what, go on then, what is the smell for you that takes you somewhere? To be honest, there's many. Like, I've got a similar one for, like, a certain, like, my mum used to put on this, like, hand cream, and it had quite a strong smell. My mum passed away. And when I smell it, suddenly, like, if I'm, somebody's wearing it, just bizarrely, I'm like, for a second, my mind goes back. Yeah. And, I, it, and I rem- it's like you remember how you felt when you were that age. Hand cream. Very ha- hand cream isn't explainer. as popular as it used to be, is it? Mums were always, always, always putting hand cream on. You know why? <laughs> Go on. Dishwashers. Oh, well, I, I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, yeah, but the dishwasher industry killed the hand cream industry, David. That's what we've learned so far from tonight's show. Where the hell are you, man? I'm at Hammersmith Station. Oh, it's and it sounds like it. Outrageous. Yeah. yeah. But that was really my only point. I told you, you're the first person that's ever said it to me. When you said it, it really resonated. Yeah. It's something about that time travel moment. Yeah. Or even cut grass and remember saying football or rugby cricket at school yeah. for 10 minutes you put a second you think you're young again but the, i don't think you're actually remembering how you felt i don't know if you actually are remembering exactly how you felt at that time in your life or it's just a, a brain thing i don't know I, I never can work that out david we need to conduct more experiments thank you for your call this is what they need to do uh because they're doing experiments as, as we know um going into that voice again Ugh. We're doing, they're doing experiments. Scientists are currently doing experiments on time travel. We know that. That's happening. And I bet they're investing in a lot of, like, millions, billions of dollars worth of electronic equipment, um, uh, e- electromagnetic spirogizers, um, polarity reversers, um, doppelflanger, um, bell cheeses, all of these things, right? And what they, they shouldn't, what they should do is they should just get a nice comfy chair and um, put smells around the chair, like for, for that guy it'll be his mum's hand cream and cut grass. For me, a bit, a bit of white musk. Um, it would be a bit of incense. It would be petrichor. All of these things, and then spin the chair faster than the speed of light, and then you time travel. I think that's I think that's the way forward. It makes sense to me. Does it make sense to you, Matt? Makes sense, Ian. It does oh, make yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good now that you've backed up my science. Yeah. 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 Hi, what have Hi, you got Kath. for us, Matt? Hi, Kath. Hello. Jesus. Hi. Uh, just got a cool little story about Neil Diamond. Here we um, go. I'm always up for cool little stories about Neil so Diamond. I was um, serving in the Royal Navy some years ago. Yeah. And um, I was wearing my 
nice little white sailor outfit Woo! on a run ashore Woo-hoo! in Cheeky. Boston. Yeah. Boston, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. And uh, had a few jars of ale, as you do, and there was just the two of us, and we'd lost the rest of them, and we were walking, stumbling along the pavement. Yeah. And um, a gentleman approached me and said, excuse me, sailor, your shoelaces undone. And um, I looked up, and it was Neil Diamond. Shut the front door! I had... I didn't have a camera or a pen or anything, so as a as a souvenir, I asked him to tie my shoelace, and he did. No, shut up, man! Now you're making this up. I'm not. It's genuine. I'll call up. I'm waiting for the punchline. Give me the punchline. That's it. Right, you're you're walking down the street in your sexy sailor gear. Yeah. A man comes out of the shadows and says, "Excuse me, sailor, your shoelace isn't done." <laughs> You look up, see it's Neil Diamond, and then how yeah. do you ask Neil Diamond to do your shoelace up? Well, we, we didn't have a camera. Uh, I wanted to get a pen and autograph off him, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no way of, you know, to, to make a memory of this. So uh, you made him uh, your slave? I, I asked him, and he he um, he agreed. <laughs> and he got down on one knee and a shoelace. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best story ever. He's a nice guy. <laughs> He's a nice guy, Kath. There's your video. Put that out on the social medias. That's your video. That's going to go viral tomorrow, Matt. Thank you. Okay, mate. Thanks, Take man. Care. Best call ever. Call the show off. We cannot beat Neil Diamond tying a sailor's shoelace. We can't beat that. That's it. We're done. We're finished. Game over. Goodbye. Desperately trying to think of a Neil Diamond song with, like, the word tie in it. And I can't. Can't. That would have been, that would have been the punchline. Uh, would have been the tie. Oh, man. Anyway, and, uh, that's, a, that's a great call. Neil Di- but what, how would you go? Excuse me, silly, your shoelace is undone. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, it's Neil Diamond. I haven't got a pen. Would you tie it for me? Be, be my honour to thank those who served. <laughs> thank you for your service. He's down there. Wow. He's down there doing it. And he looks up. Thank you for your service. Wow. <laughs> hey, Neil, why are you down there, mate? Hey, that's a step too far. But for your service. Oh, stop it now. Come on. I'm not, just for legal reasons, I'm not in any way saying Neil Diamond gave pleasure orally to to sailors on a regular basis. Not on a regular basis. It's a one-off, once-in-a-lifetime offer. Neil Diamond. Oh, wow, no. Yep. I mean... Let's go to Dan. (laughs) Hey, Ian. Hey, Kath. How are you two this evening? I'm not going to ask you, actually, because you don't like that. Well, you did ask... And then we, you uh, did ask, and then we went to answer, and then you then you you just said you weren't going to you retracted it. And you know what I've written in capital letters right here? I've written, Bellend. "Don't ask how they are." No, that was the that I wrote Uh-oh. on. Oh, <laughs> and you know I messed up. That's okay. That's okay. I'm a long time listener and a first time caller, yes, and buddy. I thought 
it was about time I stopped leeching off the show and actually contributed. Here we go. This is great. I'm going to say thank you to everyone. This show is funded, of course, by your licence fee. This is the Britain's most listened to late night phoning show. And now Dan, at long last, is pulling his weight. He's he's Absolutely. he's got some stones and he's picked up the phones and he's well, pulling his weight. Let's get Dan's contribution. Here we go, Dan. Tiny little pebbles. Yes. Hey, Ian. Okay. So two things. Firstly, I want to say, um, on a completely off topic, it's a boring one, but you. Uh, I've really, really helped me in the last year yep. to to totally change the way I judge people in that I don't do it as much now. And um, I, I can say I'm someone who suffers a lot with anxiety. And you know, the less I've been judging other people, the more I've been accepting myself. Okay. So I want to say I really put that down to you and the show. Uh, I've learnt a lot night after night. So uh, thank you very much. Okay. Well, can I can I can I give you some advice? Oh, yeah, go on. Man up, Snowflake! Man up, you pussy! What the hell is this? What the hell is this rubbish? Man up, boy! Okay, okay, I've got okay. something better for you then. I've okay, go on then, thanks, for you. Okay, so, I want to tell you of one of my diseases. Um, oh. Well, it's an illness. Yeah, it's a quirky one, though. Um, yeah. And I'm not making light of it. It's actually, you know, um, been an issue for a long time. Uh, and it's 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 no joke, and it's, it's three words, and it's called sexually induced sneezing here we go mate you're one here of the go, uh, the, S, the sis's which i've heard that, so much about but it's great it's a pleasure to speak to right. someone tell me, tell me about it man what happens okay so there's two forms of it uh, the more severe one is that um when you are being romantic um it encourages you encourages you to sneeze which um obviously has it, its own issues uh, or not, I don't know, it could be a positive thing, yeah. depending on how you look at it. The other side of it, though, which is me, is that um, if you need to sneeze um, and you have a romantic thought, it makes you sneeze on the thought. Does that make sense? Well, OK, so it's not... So if you're, so is, is it if you're having intercourse, yeah. you're, you're sneezing everywhere? That's one form. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't have that. Oh, so you're just, if you think... Oh, I'd yeah. like to touch a lady or a gentleman. I don't know your preference. I'd like to touch somebody's bottom. That would make you sneeze. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow. So the reasoning for it is. Um, so if you walk, if you if you're in a room and you fancy someone, mm-hmm. you're just going to be sneezing all over the place. Yeah, 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 wow. absolutely. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. I'm so. lucky, dude. Um, yeah, I know I, it, it is. But the, the the worst part, the worst part about it was. Um, I, I read some research online, which is sketchy at best, uh, that it's actually hereditary and passed down, uh, it's believed. So I, I did the uh, naive step of saying, asking my mum, uh, mum, you know, this, I experienced this. Do yeah. you experience this? Yes. And she was like, no, no, not at all. It was, it was, the conversation was done. A oh. couple of days later, I was, I was just in the living room and I sneezed. With your, with your I, mum? My mum was in the room, and I looked over at her, and she looked at me, and I thought, you know, I shouldn't have told you that. I should not have told you that. So, she, now so you want to have sex I, with your mum? I think you're reading between the lines. Um, well, I'm, but, I'm just trying to deconstruct your um, sick mind. I know, yeah, it did sound that way, didn't it? Yeah. It yeah. did sound that way. Um the reason for it, if you're interested, yep. I don't know if you are or not, but I'll carry on until you cut me off. Um, okay. 
they think it could be one of two things. Um, one, which sounds more plausible, is that, you know, neurons in the brain or whatever, it just, um, the, the, the parts that are linked to those, like, sexual desires are also li- linked to sneezing. Yeah. And the other is one... It not a blood, but, is it not a blood pressure thing? I would have thought, um, blood pressure... Cause, uh, well, but that's that, yeah, 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 that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Kathy's giving me a dirty look. Why are you saying that? You, 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 why are you giving me a dirty look and then I'll explain it better? It's obvious, blood pressure. What, what, no, yeah, what yeah. you said under your breath, blood pressure. Oh, no, that's... No, but you gave me a dirty look at blood pressure. <laughs> blood pressure, because you see someone attractive, and it's, it's not happening now, and um, your heart... Um, goodness mm-hmm. gracious! Wait, is that, no, and that can. That, I just thought that might put pressure on your nasal cavities or something. And and, and that's apparently um, another theory behind it is that there's a little bit of erectile tissue in the nose that, when you have them feelings, oh, it heard, kind of. I've heard that. It, it increases a little, just a tiny bit, yeah. but enough to make you then sneeze. I've heard so, that. So, like your nose could, you know, have an erection. I guess. You, you could get an, an uh, instead of a boner, a noser, a nona, a nose boner. Yeah. And or, your... or maybe they just call it Pinocchio, I don't know. So is is a sneeze your nose ejaculating? <laughs> oh, maybe. You know, and I don't wear protection. Oh, always put a, a nose dom on. <laughs> always. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. I never, I, I didn't listen in school, Ian. Kath is really, did, I'm, do you not find this fascinating? Well, as someone who sneezes all the time, I'm mm. wondering why mm. I'm missing out on the fun part. Oh, on, oh it's the best, cast. <laughs> honestly, it really, honestly, it makes my day. It's like, <laughs> I'll always be smiling after. <laughs> um, Dan, you're a dirty, dirty boy, but thank you very much indeed. This is The Late Night Alternative. Pat, George, Caddick, stay there, come in a bit. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin soaked boys and girls. Jacques Commando. <laughs> if you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Good evening, Pat. Hello there. Hello, Pat. Yeah, you know the last caller you had on, with you know, every time you're sneezing? Yeah, dirty, dirty pervert. His number has been given to the police because we, that, that is disgusting. Right, well, you know, like, people with A fever? Yeah. Does that mean that they've not really got... They've not really got A fever, they're just sexually charged up. Yeah, does it means they're all perverts. Everyone <laughs> who sneezes and who's got, who sneezes a lot is a dirty, uh, dirty, dirty pervert. Well, I mean, I suppose they exist. Yeah, they do. They do. Unfortunately, but, uh, I just thought I'd phone in and say that you know, you know, when people um, next time you see people sneezing and they say, "Oh, it's only a fever," but they're really perverts. Dirty people, Pat. Yeah, I've got to go because I feel a song coming on. Oh no! Please. Really? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Stay tuned. I dedicate this to you.
been traveling far without a home, but not without a star. Free, only want to be free. We huddle close, hang on to a dream. Not, not reading any of the words. I know this. On the boats and on the planes, they're coming to America. Never looking back again. They're coming to America. They're coming to America. No, goes up. Goes up. Goes up. Can you do your top up again, please? Oh no! Hang on. Oh, no, no, no. I I bossed it up. You can't... You do it wrong. Here's the thing. You get it wrong. I'm man enough to admit when I got something wrong. And I got it wrong there. I got the words wrong You know the other day when I locked eyes with your cat on the litter tray? This is even more uncomfortable. Could you not... No. Could you not? I'm not looking at you. (laughs) Oh, God. There's nipple. There's nipple on show. I shouldn't have to put up with this. Yeah, you love it. Here comes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Neil Diamond. Here we go. We got it this time. Know where we're going now. Free far, <laughs> we've been traveling far without a home, but not without a star. Free, free, only want to be free. We huddle close and hang on to that dream. But how am I getting here? I'll tell you. On the boats and on the planes, they're coming to America, never looking back again, they're coming to America, home, to a new and a shining place, pack your bags and we'll say our grace, freedom's lights burning warm. Freedom lights burning warm. And our kids in internment camps. Home. Don't it seem so far away? But ship, we're traveling light today. In the eye of a storm. In the eye of a storm. On the boats and on the planes, they're coming to America. Never looking back again. They're coming to America. Got a dream they come to share. Shit! They're coming to America. Got a dream and build it there. They're coming to America. They're coming to America. 
They're coming to America. They're coming to America. They're coming to America. When today is today is today is today. My country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty, of the I sing, of the I sing today. Oh my God! It finished a bit early there. It goes on a little bit longer. Not early enough. Goes a little bit longer there. Um, (laughs) This is Talk Radio, home of the hits. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. 0344 I tried to get the um, Ian Bone. You know who Ian Bone is? You know no. Ian Bone? What's going on there? What can I hear? If I, if I do that. Um, I'm trying to get Ian Bone on the show. Ian Bone is um, the founder of the newspaper, magazine, broad, the, the, the literature, the movement, Class War. You ever have Class War? And um, they're kind of... Uh, they're, they're descri- I think they describe themselves. They are described as... I don't know if they describe themselves as. They're described as anarchists. And, um, and I was reading some of their stuff, and some of their stuff is kind of cool. And I kind of agree with it, you know, and it's it bas- the basic idea is that um, the rich and I guess those in power subjugate the poor and um, that the poor and the working class have got no chance because of the rich just pushing them down, pushing them down, pushing them down. And I find all of that stuff fascinating, right? Because, there's, there, yeah, I can, I can kind of dig that. Yeah, I the can, idea that trickle-down economics doesn't yeah. work and... Yeah, and they know it, uh, and they know it, and and they use the system to to line their pockets. That's true. I mean, that's true. You look at Steve Baker, scumbag. You know, scumbag MP who's been investing all kinds of things to protect his money. And t- anyway, um, but so I, I, I so I was reading some of the stuff and thought, oh, this is really interesting. But Ian Bone is also the gentleman. He's he's you will have seen him or heard him on the telly today. Mm. He's the guy that shouted at uh, what's his name, Jacob Rees Mogg, children. Your daddy's not a very... You heard this? Your daddy's not a very nice man. Um, a lot of people don't like your your daddy. And that kind of stuff. And um, uh, I was really I was really hoping we could get him on to have a chat with him about it. I, I mean, I say I reached out to him. I tweeted him. Yeah. To see if he would come on and have a, have a chat about it. Because um, I find it fascinating. Personally, I think... Personally, I think... My view isn't as clear-cut as everyone else's, and perhaps people would assume mine would be. Personally, I think saying that to the kids is, is too much. But I have a but. I have a but to accompany that, right? Um, and the but is that, that Reese Mogg, I think, is, is despicable. I think his, his, his treatment of working-class people and, and the people that aren't him is despicable. Um, and he is putting himself forward as being an overt uh, pro 
Brexit person at a time when that is still a very contentious thing for a lot of people. And he is propagating, that could be argued, myths and lies about Europe and about, you know, things like that. And also he does use his kids in his politics. I'm not, I'm not saying it justifies it. I'm, I'm, I'm generally, I'm thinking it's a bad thing. But this but does sit there, that he has brought his kids into the arena, into, the, into his work arena, in that you will often see photo shoots that are intended to promote his ideals in the papers and online and on the news. You'll often see him with his kids at events that he knows will be filmed and photographed. So he has made them part of his career. He's made them part of his career. So, I do think what this Ian Stone, Ian Bone, Ian Stone's a comedian, I do think what Ian Bone did was uh, was wrong. I said, reprehensible. But I have that but. I have that but kind of... Kind of, because my knee-jerk reaction was, uh, "Oh, that's outrageous! That's disgusting! That's horrendous! What an ass! What an idiot! That's horrible! What a nasty, bullying thing to do!" That was my knee-jerk reaction, and that was my knee-jerk reaction for most of the day, until I came in, and sort of gave it a little bit of thought. And and I do think it's I do think it's inappropriate. I do think I do think it's bullying. But I have that but there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not expecting you to agree, no, uh, you know, but no, I just have uh, that but. I, I, I disagree with, with, right, but either side bringing children into it, it it's not fair. Yep. Those children didn't choose to be there. Yep. They didn't choose to be his, their, their, chi- their children. Um, I do think, right, you've got to look at how counterproductive that is to your cause. Because, right, Jacob Rees-Mogg is parading his children, arguably, in front of the press to add to the sort of cuddlification of him. And by targeting the children, you're adding to that as well. Because all of a sudden, poor old Jacob, and look at his poor children, and it must be terrifying for them. This is why I wanted to talk to Ian about this, because I don't think he cares. From what little... I I, I, I wikipedia him, I went to the Classwell website, I went to his blog, and I, I looked at a couple of articles. That's it. All he owed 25 minutes. You can't get a man's philosophy in 25 minutes. I don't think he cares. No. So he doesn't care what but, we think because we are mainstream media and we work for Murdoch. But there are plenty of people on the left who sympathise with his cause and who back him up to that point. Yeah. And then he loses them. I think... It, was it worth it? I I don't think there are... There won't be that many on the... Um, the extreme left that do, but, but, but that's extreme. Class war is an extremist... Uh, uh, organisation. So you're not going to get your average Labour member agreeing with him. A lot of people on the left won't be agreeing with no, his but philosophy. but people like you who've read into it and gone, oh, right, OK, yeah, I'm with you up to there. Right, hang yeah. on, I, I don't want to align myself with this sort of behaviour. Well, um, but again, I don't think he cares an anarchist. Mm. So that doesn't... Does that mean you don't care about children? No, 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 but it means he doesn't care... He doesn't care about what you're saying, right. about affecting the people that you're claiming might be affected. No, he doesn't no. care about that. Does he, does he care about um, being a significant force in politics? No. No. All right, so he's just freestyling. I think so. They did put forward some... Ca- they were. They did become a political party in 2015 for that election, I read. 
but I don't think they consider themselves as as they're, they're more protest movement as opposed to a political movement. If you see the subtle difference, am I am I the only one? And I'm not in any way justi- justifying it. I think I, I think it's it's horrible, and I think it's wrong. But I have that but there. I just have that. I have that but, and I can't get away from that but. My sympathy goes with the kids. Of course it does. Of course it does. Um, uh, 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 and I'm not doing it because it's it's re-smog, and I, I disagree with almost everything. I'm not doing it because of that reason at all. Had it been kind of flipped the other way around, I just think that that any person in the public domain, and by that I mean radio hosts and movie stars and politicians and people that people that have a public profile that bring their kids into that public profile. Uh, particularly at a very young age, I just think that that's... I think that's bad parenting. Mm. I think that's bad parenting. I was saying the other day, my youngest keeps saying, can you get me on TV? And I say, yeah, I can, but I'm not going to because... Uh, and he gets... He doesn't get upset, but he wants to know. And I said, because I don't... You're too young to make that choice. And once I open that door, I can't close that door. If I get you on a TV show and you are billed as Ian Lee's son... That means if we're out shopping, pictures of you can get in the paper. I don't quite go into this much detail, but this is my thing. Pictures of him can then go in the paper. Yeah. He is then a target to be papped. I don't get papped anymore. The whole, the, the, you know, the, the excitement of the jungle has no, worn but off. But were anything to happen, yeah, whereby yeah, yeah, yeah. you were in the in the, that firing line again, yeah. so would he be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the, the thing about my divorce and drugs and stuff that got in the papers. And if I were out and a picture got taken. You know, tragic comic Ian, Ian Lee divorcing his wife, and and here is their young son. So that's well, why I don't Katie do it. Well, look at Price's kids; they're yeah. always in the papers. It's yeah. such a shame. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Not in any way, you know, justifying what this guy did, Ian Bone did. Um, I, I just have this butt there. I, you know, I just, I, 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 maybe that's just me. I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian Cass. George. Few things on my mind, but yes. you've distracted my thoughts by talking about Ian Bone because I, 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 I too am an, an anarchist in its uh, yes. original sense. Yeah. Uh, anarchy being a harmonious state of existence which makes government unnecessary, yeah. and uh, I go along with that totally. And I, I did connect with him in 1985 when he organized a, a bash the rich march which was supposed to be marching on Hampstead but got diverted at Belsize Park you you saw a bit of film of yes that, yes and, uh, so it, it's just a bit of synchronicity I'm sure he'll come on your program and well I've tweeted him and he may do he may not I don't know um but I just I thought I'd, I, 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 I he'd get a fair Hearing, yeah, no, he came I, on here. I think you probably will. Um, anyway, yes. I, 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 other things you were talking about. If, if you could lose one of your senses, what what sense would that be? If you had to lose one of your smell, senses? smell, yeah. Oh, no. oh, I could go without smell, easy. I love smells. Yeah, well, smell this. Oh, don't be disgusting. <laughs> No, I think most people would agree with you. It's it, it's 
sir, but you were talking about smells. And, uh, my knee-jerk reaction. My first thing was going to—I was going to say taste, but no, I, I love—I love good—I love taste. I, love, I was just thinking, oh, mm, nice burger, a bit of cheese, yeah, um, some some nice roast lamb. So it, uh, no, it, it, hearing I need—I need hearing because I want to hear my children's voices and music, touch because I love to pleasure myself and others as often as possible. <laughs> Um, sight because I want to look at as many wonderful works of art and boobies as possible. Um, so smell, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. What, what would you get rid of, Kath? Um, <sighs> smell, it's rubbish. I love smell. It's rubbish. I love perfumes and stuff. How could you go without be smelling a flower All again? All right, be blind then. No, I quite like looking at stuff. Okay, go what deaf. What kind of crazy scenario is this anyway? Why do I have to choose? Come play the play George's game. All right. Well, what if what if a genie pops out and says, "Oh, you didn't realize, but now your wish is granted." Oh, you're an idiot. George, what would you get rid of? Oh, smell, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I think most most people w- would because there's so many bad smells about and uh and uh, my favourite smell is, is the freezer of flour. Yeah. I used to wander around with little bunches of freezer flowers, giving giving them out to young ladies that I was attracted to. And, and uh, yes, the smell of freezer would be my smell. Kath, you've got five seconds. Four, three, two, one. You've lost touch. There you go. You've lost touch. You didn't tell me what you were counting down to. You, you've lost touch. You knew what we were talking about. And you blew it. You've lost touch. That's gone now. By the way, I've lost touch in one and a half of my fingers. Right, but if I lose touch, do I still get feel? No, of course not. Because it would be like... Feel is not one of the senses. Feel is not one of the senses. Touch is. (laughs) It's like, if I I lose smell, do I still get (gasps) sniff? But if I don't, if I can't feel anymore, that means I'd be like one of those amazing um, women who can like pick up really hot things and I can do all that stuff. Whatever, like superwoman. A, you're being a muppet. Actually, this is a really good idea. Thank you, George. Uh, we're out of time, but thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Gosh, we've covered Neil Diamond's black voice. Um, we've covered losing uh, a sense and um, justifying shouting abuse at children. What, what an hour! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sometimes my Sarah, she sings a song or two. She likes to play a guitar as well.
guys, that song got to number 32. This is not even a joke. In the iTunes dance chart, number 32. That's criminal, did not break the top 30. That's all I'm saying. Three four four four. That's enough of that rubbish. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number, dear listener. The late night alternative, weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. You know the rules. We sit here and we talk about our day, and sometimes we talk about news stories, the big ones, and sometimes we talk about the small ones. Um, and you are welcome to call in about anything, absolutely anything. We've kind of almost sort of put up a semi-defence for the guy that shouted at Jacob Rees-Mogg's kids, kind of. Well, not a defence, a but. I disagree with it, but I've put in there. Um, so you can call in about that. You can call in about anything. It can be something that's on the front page of the newspapers, on page 17 of the newspapers, is that voice again. Or it can be something that happened to you today. It really is your chance to call in about absolutely anything you want. And look, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not doing that. Oh, God, I think my job's going to be gone. I'm, I'm safe here for the next few months, at the very least, a significant number of months. But this show ain't going to be here forever in this format. It can't be. It's impossible. It's a niche cult show. Is that water? Oi, 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 water. Water. Thirsty. Um, so w- what I'm saying is, this show will not be here forever. So make the most of it while you've got it. Because one day, you won't got it. Okay? Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand. Right. It, I, I don't like the anonymous stuff. I don't like it. Right. And I've had some anonymous stuff recently. I've had some emails... From someone, um, uh, from someone who calls himself, oh no, not him. Right, that's the that's the name. Oh no, not him. Sending emails. Um, here's, I mean, they're nice emails, but there's no name, and I don't like it. I don't like. Makes me uncomfortable. I mean, this this nice email. Um, Ian, I remember Catherine from the last place place she was recording inserts that were worthy of kenny everett please remind her of that um next have you heard of a chap called andy collins he's good took over from some geezer on 3cr same age as you grow up a few streets away in slough um so it's then there's a weird bit when the calls ain't coming in he's confessed to being jewish too i don't quite get with that but just sent me a few emails and i just think Nah. Put a name on. Put a name on. Even if it's a fake name, put a name on. And then we can have some kind of connection. But doing it anonymous. And then there was someone else sending emails. Again, they were really nice emails. But um, I wonder if I can find them. Um, Anonymous. Um, Here we go. Here we go. From something called Photobox Studio. Hello, Ian. About three weeks ago, we sent you a postcard. We need to know if you've received it, have you? Postcard of a flamingo, and I did get it. So I replied, yes, I did. 
did you like it? Yes, I did. You're being very mysterious. Um, you're being even more serious. Listen, I meant it. You're a good bloke, even if you might not think so. Please keep keep on keeping on, because there's people out there who love you and care about you. Love and peace. Um, and then, uh, then I wrote, OK, I'm not really into the anonymous stuff, so thanks, but no thanks. OK, says Photobox Studio, we aren't part of the anonymous society. We're just a bunch of photographers trying to tell you how to feed your cows. Going to leave you alone now, I promise. Why couldn't they put their name on it? It just it makes me feel very uncomfortable. And we get letters from time to time. The nutty lady who does it on the purple paper. Mm-hmm. We get letters that are anonymous and cards that are anonymous. And I don't understand it. Because anonymity creates generally at the very least unease in the recipient particularly if it's you know someone telling you you're doing great or someone giving you a suggestion or on how to do the show or how to help with the mental health thing or the the, the anonymity sits with me very very uncomfortably you think well why do they want to be and why don't they want to tell me? There's a power imbalance, isn't there? Yeah. Even if what they're trying to do is um, reach out a hand. And, and and I think, you know, some of the things you've read there, they're, they're trying to be friendly. Oh, they're nice, they're nice, but... But um, it's unsettling. And then when I've specifically called them out and said, I don't like the anonymous thing, who are you? Ah, ah, we're not, we don't mean it in a mean way. OK, well, you might not mean it in a mean way, but it's coming over in a very, very unsettling way i don't know if you dear listener have ever had um if you've been on either end of an anonymous thing whether you have been the recipient of someone uh uh, something anonymous um or you've sent out stuff anonymously i'd love to get your thoughts on it oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand and then um and then i got a book sent to me um from better world books the Ode Less Travelled, Unlocking the Poet Within, by Stephen Fry. Um, and cause we, I was saying that poetry is a con the other day. So someone's thought, well, well, we'll teach him. But there's no, there's no name with it. There's no name. No one, it's not from, you know, it's not. And when you order books online, you can generally get a little message included. Um, so here's the thing, right? I don't want this book. So... Unless the person calls in by the end of the show and tells me who it's from, it's going in that bin. Oh no! Don't bin it. Just no, put no, it on the pile. No, out no, there. no, no, no. No, because I'll give it to hospice. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Please. No, Catherine. No, don't I, bin a book. No, I'm going to bin this book. I'm going to bin this book because people need to be taught a lesson. I'm sorry if it sits uncomfortably with you, but no, I don't want this book to be of use to anyone. I don't. I don't. This book is going to go in the bin because you can't do that. You can't send stuff anonymously it's it's uncomfortable and now you've created tension between me and kath it's going in the bin kath i'm sorry i'm going to take it home and throw it in the bin i'm doing it and i'm uh, you know i'm sorry if it makes you feel uncomfortable i'm sorry if it's not going to go to a hospice a it looks like a crap book but b i don't want no because that means that they have still achieved something they've still achieved something well it's your book no it is my book exactly it's my decision it's going to go home and it's going to go in the bin it's totally my decision to do that and i've got no qualms about it whatsoever no qualms about it don't give me puppy dog eyes i'm not you are a bit you are a bit 
I'm honestly not. You are a little bit. No, I'm honestly not. You do what you think is right. No, what I know is right is it's going to go in the bin because I'm not letting people have uh, the power to do so. So if if you sent it and you, you know, you genuinely didn't know that your name wasn't going to be in it or something, then 0344 499 1000. Otherwise, it's going in the bin. It's never going to get read. It's never going to get read. Look, there's no um, indication on there. There's nothing. So it's going. Going in the bin, guys. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I think, are we live? We are. I had a wobble. I don't feel very well. Um, So we played Chris Difford from from last year where I was 44. Imagine being um, as young... Uh, and as sweet as 44. Sometimes I get really self-conscious and I can't remember how to do this, to do this, to do uh, this job, this show, and I can't remember how to do this job. Don't remember how to do it. We will struggle on. We'll make it to one o'clock when Paul Ross will come in and do his thing and then we're all going to go home, we're going to go to bed and we will never, ever mention this ever again. 0344... 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can give us a call about anything. Here's the problem. I went for a run today for the first time in, uh, well, maybe not in that long, maybe in a year. For the first time in a year. Because uh, I'm fat and I'm old and I'm unfit and I can't keep up with my kids and i got tits. Um, and by the way, the, I can't keep up with my kids and I got tits is the title of my autobiography that's coming out later in the year. Um, so I've been thinking for ages, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start running. And my friend Simon came over at the weekend and he's, he's you know, never been particularly fit, but he started running. Saying, oh man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So I down, re-downloaded, because uh, I had one last year and I did it for a bit and then I stopped one of those couch to 5K apps and um and I, this morning i was just lying in bed today and i couldn't get up i just couldn't get up and i just think oh man oh man oh god and i made myself get up to go for this run on the first this is uh, um, this is um i'll play you some of the app because you can hear the kind of nonsense that you have to put up with so it's the first one so it's it, it, it's pretty, um, it's pretty simple stuff. There's not actually. So this is. Um, oh, I don't want that. Stop sending me pop-ups. So this. Begin with a five-minute warm-up walk. Okay. I still like that bit. That's the bit. So you start off. So it's thirty minutes. No, twenty-five minutes, right? And the first five minutes is you just go for a walk. Beautiful. And then after five minutes... Start running. You will run for a minute. And then throughout it, she goes, you're doing great. Huh? Keep at it. Jesus. And then the next bit... Slow down and walk. Okay, I like this bit. So you walk for a minute and a half. So you, do, you run, walk for five minutes, run for a minute, walk for a minute and a half. Start running. And you run for a minute... Slow down and walk. Okay, you can do that. Start running. Okay. Slow down and start running. Oh, jeez. And it's just... It was so painful. She only ran in for about seven minutes in the whole... Um, 
the whole thing. Um, and um, let me stop that because I've I've done that one. I don't. It, You've reached the halfway point. Right. Thanks very much. Okay. And I'm ending that workout. Um, and it was just oh, it was torture. I've done it for about seven minutes in total with massive breaks in between, and I've got. Because I don't, you know, I'm doing it in sort of the countryside, sort of the farm. But I had a hat, had my hat pulled down, and any time traffic, a car came past me, I'd sort of look down. I don't <laughs> want to get recognised. I don't want to be recognised. And um, I don't want to be recognised looking fat and puffy and sweaty and out of breath. That's not the, the look. Uh, that's not the look that I'm going for. So I did that, and I got home. And I just wanted to die. I, was, I'm, I can feel, I know tomorrow I'm going to feel it, because I can feel it tonight. My legs getting stiff and um, tired and I'm kind of thinking, I'm not going to do it tomorrow, because you don't do it every day. My head, I'm sort of planning Friday, because if I don't do it Friday, I won't be able to do it till Sunday evening, and I'll be too tired Sunday evening. So I'm thinking Friday, and already I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, I just can't be bothered. What is the... What's the point, really, of going out? Well, the point is, I'm fat, and I've got tits, and I'm unfit. That's it. That's the point. And I need to I need to change that. Um, but, man, it was horrible. You're not a runner, are you? No, and I tried that, and no. I did the couch to 5K. I think I got today. I might have done it for, I might have done it for three weeks. Yeah. But I didn't get to the proper running part. I just can't do it. And the other thing was... Right, no one's going to recognise me. No one gives two weeks about me. But I felt really self-conscious about it because yeah. I'm just not a good runner. And when I'm running, you can see on my face that I'm concentrating on not stopping. <laughs> my tracksuit trousers are too short as well. Ah, and me underwear... It's like my, my hems had a row with my ankles. And my underwear was, like, creeping up places where it shouldn't have done. And yeah. I tried commando. That didn't work oh, either. Gosh. I bought running pants. I've never worn them because by that time I was like, sod this. Wow. This is just not for me. But, you know, at the end it'll show a little map of where you've been. And yeah. some people put it on like facebook oh, and that no. to, sh- to to show off mine was always i was always diving into the undergrowth as soon as i saw someone coming in the opposite direction yeah. i would just disappear yeah. so i just wanted to just be by myself and do and do it by myself because i knew that it was i was a sweaty mess it's um but you know what no one gives t- no monkeys one really do they uh, but i travel i journeyed 3.3 kilometers but that was but that's not that's not far and i was walking i do kind of wonder whether it's any better for you than just walking Fast. Well, yeah, I, I, I got into my walking, but I just can't lose any flipping weight. I know you said a Mars bar, I need a little bit of sugar. But um, I came back, I had some scrambled eggs on a little bit of granary bread. There's the voice again. <laughs> um, and and um, But I just, I need to lose some weight. And I don't know, I, I, I can't seem to shift it. And when I came off that those pills that were making me fat, I dropped a stone. In like three weeks, and then I just put it on again. So no, I don't think you're as big as you were. No, I'm not as big as I was in the. I haven't weighed myself for ages. I'm not. I'm not. I would doubt I'm 16 stone, but I'm well over 15 and a half. I'm approaching 16 stone, and then I'm also looking at um, maybe doing a bit of yoga. I'm gonna go and do some yoga because that's good for you physically and good for you mentally, and it'd be nice. It'd be nice to go and do something like that. But the only times I've done yoga a few times. One was when I was a member of this gym, and you you get all the classes for free, and you, you, yoga would always be booked up. But I got in there a couple of times, 
And there'd be like 40 people in there. And of course I was the only bloke. There were no other blokes in there. Why don't blokes do yoga? I don't get that. There were no other blokes in there. And I was at the back of the class and I, I couldn't do it. And it hurt. And I was out of breath because yoga's physical um, and exhausting. But I didn't care. And I did it. I enjoyed it. So I'm kind of looking at yoga classes where I am. But that, well, it, I found two. And one is ten pounds, and one is eleven pounds. But that is that that feels well. Part of me thinks that's expensive because the gym I was in was twenty quid a month, and you got all the classes for free. And I don't think there's anything like that where I'm living at the moment. But that's like suddenly you're paying forty five quid a month to, um, you know, have, have a, a a very toned woman shouting at you basically oh do they shout well I, I, it felt like shouting it, it, they're, they're probably they're probably talking to you in a car but they do that thing when they walk around don't they and then they just give you a little push on the shoulder so you yeah. go down another inch yeah oh, flipping heck. um when I, I i really got to get back to one of brendan's classes my mate brendan does yeah. a yoga class and he's very zen. he's a hippie and it's just br- brilliant you do it all with your eyes closed no oh. one's looking at each other I can't balance that. I can't balance with my eyes open, so balancing with my eyes closed oh. would be um, impossible to do. But is ten pounds? Is that okay for? A, I mean, I can't really afford it at the moment. But is ten pounds? Is that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand? Just tell me how much is ten pounds good for yoga, or is that expensive? I don't know. I don't know what the what the going rate is for these things. But but the hardest thing is that. Um, just rocking up, and well, once it started, I don't care. But it's rocking up, and it's standing in the room, yeah. waiting for it to start. That's the bit I hate. And then there's people stood there. I'll and, go with you if you want. Um, yeah, right. Well, no, because the one I'm looking at, they're all in the evening. The one I'm looking at is like nine o'clock on a Friday morning. Um, you won't be able to make it in time. You no. take your kids to school, but um. And also, I've got that thing of I don't want to be I don't want to be recognised. So I was in a charity shop the other day, and this woman was working there, and she came out. She went, "Hello, oh, hello, can I shake your hand?" I went, "Yeah," and I got out. I got out, you know, because I don't, I, you know, I don't. Some places, and not anything against charity shops. I mean, charity shops all the time. I love charity shops. I love it. I love a good rubbish. Um. But uh, and at the car boot sale at the weekend, just a little bit of nudging and pointing, and uh, sometimes you just—I uh, know—and you're not feeling up. You're not, not feeling Mr. Showbiz no, at the when moment. You're, when you're not feeling it, you, you don't want to. You know, you don't want to do it. Well, there you go. We filled that twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel a little bit. I feel. Um, I feel really self-conscious. Is how I feel, and it's hard to do. A free-flowing uh, performance of jazz music when uh, you're feeling self-conscious. So the next hour is going to be adequate, I guess. It's going to be an adequate hour, you know. Um, and then we'll see. You can call in. Don't be scared to call in just because I'm nuts. It's not um, contagious. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Cost you pennies at the most, probably free. You speak to Sam and he calls you back immediately anyway. This is the late night alternative weeknights from ten with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. (laughs) 
across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Last hour of the show. We had a little wobble in the last hour. Just kind of sunk. I'm in a weird space, man. It turns out, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me say, Carol and Louise, stay there. Here's the thing. Right, you know, divorce. Turns out it's really 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 stressful really stressful and everyone talks about it and bandies it around as a word and it happened to your mum and dad and it happened to your mates and all of this it it turns out right that uh, the the d word is way more stressful than we would ever imagine in a million years when you're staring down the barrel of it when you spent thousands of pounds on a solicitor when your kid's future is at stake when you're living you've been living in a room for two years and not had any money that you can really access because you don't know how much money you've got when you finally move into somewhere that's actually quite a bit further away from your kids than you like when you want to be a responsible adult and and a responsible parent and a responsible ex and pay your fair share and then some um the whole thing is stressful and then there's the loneliness man sweet jesus the loneliness of going home every night, going home and, and looking on Twitter, because I don't have Twitter on my phone, and see what I've missed in the hour and a half that it's taken me to get home, and thinking and listening to a little bit of Paul Ross and a little bit of Dotton, and then watching something on YouTube and thinking, well, I guess I should really go up to bed now and go to sleep. And the cat is there telling you to go up and go to bed, and you go, I guess I should go up and go to bed. But you know what? There's no one up there in the bed to go up there to, and I go up to bed and I do a pee and I put my pyjamas on and I put my eye mask on and I have my phone on with the timer so that it switches off after an hour because I like to fall asleep listening to the radio and there's no one there and it's a bit lonely. That's what I'm saying, Kath. It's lonely, man. And then you get up. And you wait, well, you wake up and it's like nine o'clock and you think, ah, I haven't got to be up now. I'm going to go back to sleep. You go back to sleep and then you wake up and it's half 11 and you think, ah, I haven't got any reason to get up. I have tomorrow. I've got to be in London at midday. But you think, I haven't got any reason to get up. I'm just going to stay in bed. You stay in bed for a bit. And then you go, ah, I might as well get up. And you go downstairs and you look at Twitter because you haven't got Twitter on your phone. And then you find yourself like an hour's passed and you sat there with a coffee looking at Twitter. What the? What is that? Looking at Twitter, looking how many tickets you've sold, looking at Facebook, going back to Twitter, looking at a forum being rude about someone. It's, 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 what life is that? And the cat's there and you clean the cat shit out of the cat litter and. Well, you think, ah, oh, is there a meeting on nearby? Oh, it's too late. I missed a meeting that was 45 minutes away. Um, uh, that's it. That's, that's, that's my existence at the moment. It sucks a bit, really. You'll be all right, but it just sucks a bit. Um, then you come in and you do this, which is, which is great. You get to work with Catherine Bile, my best mate, which is lovely, but it's just, it's just a bit lonely at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't be sad. I am sad. Why are you sad? For me, yeah. Oh no, no, no! Come on, um, I deserve it. I was a terrible husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. I messed up. 
Uh, but I can't even be bothered to play, turn on my PlayStation. I can't be bothered to turn on my PlayStation. You will. I did today. I, I um, listened, because I've moved my stereo into the living room, and I, I got a new Dan Hicks album. So I listened to a bit of Dan Hicks and read a bit from my N.A. book, because that's a good thing to do. Chapter 8, we do recover. Um, but it's just... You know, it's that. Don't be sad for me. It's going to be... Um, I'm going to get some um, fighting dogs, and I'm going to keep them in separate rooms, and then I'm going to invite the lads around, and we're going to have a dog <laughs> a dog fighting session. Then we're going to have a cock cockfights, but not with birds. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. You said the magic word. You know it's going to appear. Good evening, Carol. Hi, um, Ian. Ever seen two cocks fight? Um, no, but um, I have seen two together. But um, my friend has chickens, and I don't like cockles because they sh- can't shut up. No, they can't. They, shut up. And you've you just got called home yeah. from the pub, and it's six o'clock in the morning, and they're squawking and carrying on. So I, I'm not a morning girl. Someone said, Otherwise, you won't be listening to you. No, exactly. You're a nighttime good. You're a nighttime good time girl. Yeah, but in <clears> between, <throat> I'm I'm chronically sick and disabled, yeah. and I have you're chronically I've perverted. Had, I'm not. I'm <clears throat> a normal lady. Your, your disability is your insatiable sexual appetite. Can you get a blue badge for that? I tell you what. <clears throat> that's why you need a cane. I, I tell you what. You won't believe. Um, I had to go to the nurse for my smear test, and she said, they said, ask you, how many sexual partners have you had, and all this, no. you know, and all, all these intimate questions, yeah. before they stick the thing Don't they just have a box her. over 50, and you just tick that? Well, <clears throat> she sa- I said, I'm, I haven't been with anybody, I, I said... Oh. Um, Margaret, I think it's healed over. Oh. Can you see? Yeah. You want my and uh, and I said, why do you? She said, have you got anybody? I said, no. Oh. She said, I said, why do you know anybody? Because you've been married twice. Have you got any leftovers that you can? Oh. And do you know what I thought? Yeah. The best way for a sexual partner now, because I've been divorced, I've had the big D. Well, mine was more of a dumped when I was poorly kind of divorce. Yeah. But, oh, it's just a nasty... Well, James on Twitter is suggesting that we could maybe join talk radio singles. Um... No, do not go on a dating agency. Unless, of course, it's the one we're advertising right now, in which case, sign up. At the moment, yeah. to oh, mithered. I don't. I don't want to get mithered. I want to get no. licked. I want to get licked. I don't even want to get licked. I don't want to get mithered. I'm not sure what Mither- mithering is. You know, what mithered is. It's a what? northern word. Go on, Kath. What is mithering? Pest- pestered and bothered. Yes, and given headaches. Ah, oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what I want, what Carol. Kids do to you in the supermarket. Oh, can I have this? Can I stop mithering me? Shut up, kids. <laughs> Yeah. I was just going to say to you... Yes? There is a big difference between loneliness and aloneness. Yes, aloneness. Aloneness 
is different from loneliness. Well, one of them's a real word. <laughs> well, loneliness, and then there's being on your own. Mm-hmm. Aloneness. Oh, but you can feel loneliness in a room full of 5,000 people. Correct. <clears throat> yes. But aloneness is feeling like... Because you feel a bit shit today, don't you, to be honest. Yes, I do. I've been there loads of times, but not in your head. No. So I can only say that I'm sending you some... Um, Used underwear. ...healing thoughts and some cuddly, huggy thoughts. And Thank you. I'm giving you a phone hug and saying, don't worry about it. Thank don't, you. You're a Don't good spirit and a good woman, Carol. Hey, you, you live also, in Swindon. Do you live in Swindon? Yeah, I do, yeah. Do you, have you, do you see Andy Partridge swanning around from time to time? No, because I don't go into town a lot. I don't even know where he lives. I, but you I'm know where he is, a... don't you? Yeah, he's XDC, Carol, is Yeah, Carol knows, yeah. Carol's of that generation. Um, I know, I don't... I've seen more about. I've forgotten. I've seen more bands than most people have ever been to. Yeah. I started going to gigs when I was fourteen, and I've never stopped. Where uh, do, have you always lived in Swindon? No, I'm well. Mostly when I've been going to gigs. Yeah. So I moved down from Rochdale yeah. as a like oh, yeah. it when I was still at school, and I thought, oh, I don't like this. Nobody, nobody lives here. Yeah, Swindon's an odd Because I didn't, wasn't in the Swindon town. I was, like, stuck in a field next to some cows. And Uh-oh. I thought, where's the pot cobblestones gone and yeah. all that? And I hated it. My life fell off the cliff when I moved house. But... As a kid? Only, what I was going to say about all this going to the gym, £10, is it too much? Why don't you get? Have you got a telly with a DVD in your place? I've got, a, I've got a telly and I've got a DVD player. Yes. Well, get yourself when you're in the chat. Get yourself a yoga oh. beginners DVD. Well, loads of people. Here's the thing. Loads of people have just tweeted to me, Carol, that you can get, you can do yoga on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I've just ordered a yoga mat for eight pounds. I'm going to do it in my living room. Come round to my, come round, Kath, and do yoga it. with I me. Will. I will. fetch me mat and I'll do it with you because I am the only reason I'm not well, that worse than I am now is yoga. Is because I used to do yoga when yeah. I was twenty in my lunch Well, break. both of you are invited round. I've just found on on YouTube naked yoga, so both of you are no, invited. Don't for that. No. No, because no. it it ruins your conversation. Concentration. Well, also if you imagine fall back, imagine being and land in a room with control. naked people oh, trying yeah. to do yoga. I, I imagine it every day. Oh no, it's oh. not sexy. They'd be blowing off. Yeah, it makes you fart, but jump and all this. But you don't try. Remember yeah. that it took a long time for you to get where you are now. Yeah. So you can't lose weight in by next week. What you got to do is set yourself a target, because whilst I was not listening to you today, because oh. you weren't on, yes. I was looking, because I thought, I bet he's made that up, come to Bath, and I found out it's actually really on. Yeah, no, you're, uh, you, if, you can, if you can get there, uh, we'll, we'll give you two, we'll put I your will, name on the door, I'll, two free tickets. I'll, I'll sort it out. Good, we want well, you, you to know, come. We, yeah, I'll be there, but I want you 
between now between your, and huh? November the 17th. That's when it is, right? isn't it? Well well done. I was just Googling yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah. we're kind of halfway. It's a couple of months, isn't it? Yeah, November the 17th, this... the Rondo Theatre. Ian, yes. com slash event right. if you want tickets. Yes, I've, I've looked it all up. You said I could come for nothing. Yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, you, you and the mate of yours, you can get in for absolutely now. That's our promise. Brilliant. Well, you know who I am, what? Because you've seen me. I smell you. I'll we'll get in most stuff. We'll get you to uh, sit well, on a, a chair upside down. And that way we'll recognise you, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't do that. Well, what? it's very good because when you get knocking on a bit, yeah. if you have a photograph of your head upside down, all your wrinkles okay. fill up. Well, apart from, apart from one. It's <laughs> like <laughs> the best instant facelift, but it's a bit convenient, inconvenient if you're like going to a wedding because you've got to try and do a handstand <laughs> or something, you know. But I can't often be I'm too wrinkly to be in this photo. Just, um, but you have to. I want to see you yeah. when I come down God, to yeah. Bath yeah. and you come up to Bath. Yeah. I would like you to try your hardest best to lose three pounds. Huh? I can do that. I can do that by having a dump. October. Three pounds is a good dump. I can do that. Yeah, but I'm talking about not putting it back on. Oh, well, I'm, okay. I, sh- I don't think I don't know I if want I should. You yes, to see you. Yes, six pounds lighter. You got it. You got it, baby. Is that a deal? You got it. I'm going to chop an arm off. Now, Catherine and I are coming to. That. We are coming to Swindon in October. What for? For an orgy well, with in you? Here. Oh, shit! No. <laughs> 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 we're away you know we're going to see uh, we're going to go and see in, in this in this t- that's like okay. putting a rose on a t- on a okay t- we are going <laughs> <laughs> waitrose in swindon is like a rose on a t- we're going to see a show at the swindon art center oh wait what are we seeing oh we're going yeah, to see what, terry what half of xtc oh uh, yeah yeah i've forgotten about that yeah yeah oh yeah is there any tickets left um i think it's sold out can get a, a, oh Tell them, tell them Carol's coming. <laughs> Tidal well, wave. I can get a free ticket because I can take somebody as a carer for nothing. Okay. So well, you only have to put on your guest list. No, it's not. It's not. Um, we're not doing the well, show in Swindon. But, we're coming to see you. No, a... I know, but you're going to be. Well, why don't you come round to my house afterwards? I'll come I, see you somewhere. I'm scared that you'll devour us. <laughs> don't be daft. Uh. I've got a busted hip. I can hardly stand up. Okay, well, never mind devour you. Okay, well, Carol, we look forward to seeing. Come to my house. Ne- I, I ne- don't live very far. I can come and get you. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, we look forward to seeing. We look forward to seeing you in November in Bath. Well, I might be hanging around outside waiting for an autograph now. Thanks for calling, Carol. Love you. Bye. Oh my God, what have you done? Oh no, I gave away our uh, um, itinerary. <laughs> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no! I think every gentleman from the age of sixteen 
to 78 is thinking the same thing about Carol. Aren't you guys? Okay. Let's go to Louise. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. I'm not going to ask how you are because, well, you're not having a good day. But hopefully tomorrow will be better. Hey. That's also why I'm ringing in. So that is because I'd like to share my day with you. That's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, Where do I start? Um, I've been more than open with you um, about, you know, my addiction and all that kind of stuff, but I've suffered from quite serious depression since my mid-teens. And it's something that I've sort of learned to live with, you know, throughout my life. I've ups and downs. Some downs are crippling. And this past couple of months, they haven't they haven't been good at all. But you know, I've been putting the face on and all that stuff. Um, today, um, I decided that I was going to clear out and below my stairs. Uh, um, that, do you mean do you mean literally the area under your stairs, or is that I don't know if that's an Irish phrase for the doodah. No, no, no. <laughs> You're not cleaning Literally, it up. Uh, you weren't having a shave. <laughs> I could do with one. Okay. Um, me, <laughs> no, me too. Yeah. I can't find the charger for my clippers. And I want to shave all of my pubes off again. Oh, God. <laughs> I really do. After yeah. watching um, Four in a Bed, <laughs> I don't oh. want to have any pubic hair. No one's going to come inspecting your mattress. Well, you never know. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of either going on Airbnb or getting a lodger. Airbnb. Yeah, so I'm, I need to shave my balls. Um, <laughs> and um, so, okay, but you mean actually the, the underneath the, 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 the devices that you you Get this, right, Louise? Mm-hmm. We are talking about stairs the other day because I'm fascinated by stairs. And Kath says... <laughs> I had a loft conversion put in my house a few years ago, a house I lived in. And I said, when they put in the stairs, it was amazing. And she said, how do they do it? it do they start at the top? Do they start at the bottom? Or do they meet in the middle? And I said, what? I knew as soon as I'd said it. She said, when they put the stairs in, do they start at the top? Do they start at the bottom? Or do they meet in the middle? So Catherine thought that they built one stair at a time. <laughs> and you got, now, here's the thing. When you get I've st- never seen it done. When you get stairs fitted, <laughs> the stairs come. The stairs are made. They bring the stairs in, and the stairs are hollow. The stairs are quite light, because it's just a hollow bit of wood. There's nothing underneath it. Yeah. But and they come in, they've measured it all up. This, you generally, you, most places, if you're just replacing stairs, you can buy them ready-made. Some t- for a loft conversion, generally you have to get them custom-built. And the stairs come in. And they and start they, at the top. No, they don't. And they, they twist it and they do it, and then they slot it in like they a jigsaw slot piece. Them in. They oh. slot the stairs in. Well, how boring. And then they stick it to the wall with blue tack. And... <laughs> 
that you've got your stairs. <laughs> and duct tape. <laughs> yeah, duct tape. And you've got your stairs. And that's how stairs work. Well, they're doing it wrong. Yeah, OK. Anyway, sorry, carry on. You were talking about your, vag- uh, your stairs. <laughs> I'm going to show... Hang on a minute. I'm going to show... I'm going to show Kath... Um, look, I'm going to show Kath um, some stairs, right, that you can buy. Look, those are stairs. T- the, the, no, that's a bookshelf. No, no, stair box, straight staircase, <laughs> fully assembled, one hundred fifty fifty five pounds. Stair box bottom three winder. Stair box top. Look, those are stairs. Don't, see, that's that's a, those are stairs. Stair box mid six winder <laughs> staircase with balustrade. They're stairs. Yeah. Look, they put this. They put look. They put the flipping stairs in. That's a ladder. It's not. That's, that's, what, that's what stairs are. They're in there like a posh ladder. They're a posh three D ladder. That's all they are, and there's and there's one step. See, you got it. Right. I would get thirteen of them, and I'd start at the top and the bottom at the same time, oh, and I'd dear. see where we got in the middle. Anyway, Louise. Oh, that's cheered me up, Noanne. Thank okay. you. You're very, very, very welcome. <laughs> what I don't know about stairs, you could write on a stair. My favorite, my favorite thing. You don't get it anymore because people are lazy. Um, and, and I, and it took me years to work out what they were. Cause you'd get, you'd read old fashioned books, mm. right? Describing a storm. Yeah. And the rain came down like stair rods. Yeah. That is a great phrase. Sam's face looks like we're speaking another language. It's just the olden days. The rain came down like stair rods. I don't, there's a kid I think, I don't know what stair rods was. And it was, it was about 10 years ago. I was in an old place and I looked at some stairs and I went, Oh, they're stair rods. Yeah. And it's when you've got a carpet that doesn't cover the whole thing. It's like a rug up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And the rods are like the brass rods that fix yeah. the carpet to the stairs. Stair rods. They're like lying down railings. It's like oh, ce- no, no. it's like ceiling wax. I thought ceiling wax was the ce- was came from the ceiling. But ceiling wax, it's ceiling, S-E-A-L. It's that thing, those little things, and they put it on the back of a thing, and you leave the ceiling wax. I misread mothballs for years. I thought they were mouthballs. I thought um, a copse was a corpse. <gasps> I remember reading a Doctor Who book, and they kept going, and I, I thought, there's a lot of dead bodies in here that aren't being explained. They they hid in the cops. thought, that's weird. Ugh. But it was just a bit of grass. And I did wonder what a Sanofa <laughs> bitch was. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Louise, yes, your your um uh, your stairs. Yeah, so down below the the stairs that yes. were slotted in manually, yes. I would assume. Again, now um, I'm confused as to what we're talking about. Her stairs or God, really? Is this another Irish phrase? <laughs> Keep talking for God's Slots sake. Slot it in manually. <laughs> I wonder if one day what. Can no, I, p- do we want to hear this? Permission to speak very, very freely and very crudely, Louise. God. Grant it. The toughest bit about sex is, I'm going to I'm gonna say it, is the insertion. Um, yeah, I would agree. It's the toughest bit, because everything... You're kind comes... of talking about sort of trying to get it in there. Oh, not that! And every, everything has to stop. So you're kissing mom. Oh, 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 right, just hang on a second. I've just got to look. Where's, where's, uh, right, that guy. Can they, this is what <laughs> I think. Can they invent a machine what? that grabs your old fella? Well, like threading a needle? Yes. 
Can they invent a machine <laughs> to thread the needle? Why don't you just get better at it? I don't get much practice. <laughs> I had too much practice, and I don't, don't get much practice. And also, I don't really want to be fiddling with the ladies downstairs. Okay? Let, let, you should be dealing with that, women. <laughs> That's your, it's your problems, your issues. Nothing to do with me. You know, like you can get like that parking assist now. That's another thing. Here's an invention. This is a genuine invention. This is going to make us millions. All three of us. Are you, no, no, no. Yes. You've got on the on the headboard. You've got a screen. You've got a monitor. Yeah. And that is well, relaying. Camera, that is the relaying head. the camera that's attached to your penis. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dion's got one of them. Yeah, we go. You a see, a pen cam, a pen cam, and it's relaying it. So you can you're looking at the headboard. So you almost make an eye contact with the lady, and you're like, oh, here we go, here we go, wallop, bishy bashy bossy, wallop, wallop. aromantic, wallop. We are yeah. in. And then she goes, is it in yet? No. And then and <laughs> it could also be used for reverse parking as well, if you catch my drizzle. Now, oh. Louise, please, we're running out of time. Can we get to the point of this call? But you've just taken us down an, uh, an avenue of filth. Oh, that has cheered me up, though. Um, no, uh, clear night and below the stairs. And <laughs> over the years, Literally I had... the stairs. Mm-hmm. Just to um, late, late listening. I have no idea over 10 or so years how many shoes I had collected. And it sounds so stupid, yeah. you know, shoes. Yeah. But it was over four bin bags worth. And I'm never going to wear them again. I'm never going to dance again. <laughs> oh, well, do you know something? I'm not. Oh. <laughs> Literally. Dance. Um, dance for me. Just with the way my back is, um, Sun- I can't wear heels anymore. Sonny has just tweeted. I was in my late 20s before I realised that the saying to make ends meet wasn't to make hens meet. <laughs> M-E-A-T. <laughs> to make hens meet. To make hens meet? Yeah. <laughs> Retweeting that, you plum. Well done, Sonny. That's that's uh, in for you. Misunderstood things. So you've got shoes, you've got, you got <coughs> four, four bags of shoes and you're never going to dance again. Um, I'm never going to be able to wear them again, you know, because most of them have heels on them. Um, you know, something so stupid like that. It was just like, it was a punch in the guts. Because every now and again you get just one stupid wee thing that makes you realise that, you know, because of your back or or whatever, that, you know, your life's basically changed. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I'm not in the same position. I'm nowhere near as bad as, you know, most other people that are suffering from disabilities and what have you. But it's just... What did you do, what did you do with the shoes? Did you burn them? Uh, I'm going to stick them on Facebook Marketplace and sell oh. them as a job lot. Ooh. Try and make money out of them. There we go. Make a few quid. Absolutely. I might as well. The shoes. Louise, thank you very much indeed. Thank you for telling us the the Irish, the old Irish phrase about having a rummage under the stairs, what that actually means, Louise. Thank you very much indeed for that. I feel part of the Irish community now, although they're actually part of Great Britain. Wow. Mm. Yeah, there we go. L- 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 Northern Ireland is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not controversial. Thank you, Liz. That's not controversial. That's a fact. Well, you call them Irishes. They're Northern Irish. 
All right, we'll just say I'm just abbreviating it. Well, don't abbreviate it. That causes a lot of hassle. Oh, dearie me. Every time we we mention Ireland, it's just like we just have troubles, don't we? Oh, no, don't. I've never known troubles like it. Stop it. Well, I won't be mentioning Ireland again, because I don't. It's, it's not worth the troubles. Right. Oh, 03. Oh, 03. That's, that's the one, isn't it? It's the one. That's the one that's on. It's too late now. It was like a minute ago that um, someone came in, did an impersonation of me, and, and made those abusive... Oh, yeah. Hacked. They hacked the show. Hacked. That was it. You're in so much trouble, Sam. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, can you get... Have you got that Matthew Wright trail again? Can you access that? The one we just played. Because I thought I heard, I thought I, I thought I heard the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. But Matthew's a smart. We got it. Let's play. Because I thought I heard the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. Play it again and keep the mics open. Introducing now. Talk Radio's incredible new super signing, Matthew Wright. Great signing. Right now, we'll be looking at the ongoing Brexit stumbling block that is Northern Ireland Tough with one, that renowned yeah. political thinker Brian McFadden. Yes, him out of Westlife. I want to know if racism would still exist if we were all blind. What? 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 I want to know if racism would still exist if we were all blind. What the hell is? Is that the dumbest... Now, that's an accidental partridge. Is that the dumbest thing? I'm not saying it because I've got beef with Matthew. I, I, I don't really care either way, but... Is that the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life? Um, the answer, Matthew, is yes. Next. What? Of course it would, because... If a racist tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to hear it, did it happen? Yes. It, it, I, yes, it did. still exist if we were all... First of all, what is this hideous, blind world that you're fantasising about? What is going to make the whole of the population go blind? Um, and also... Oh, this is just nuts on so... Am I, am I wrong? Nuts on so many levels. The eyes are the problem. The eyes are the problem. Oh, man alive. Wow. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, uh, the question I want to know is: um, Would racism still exist if we were all blind? Um, uh, would turds still stink if none of us had noses? Uh, it's, <laughs> so that's what I want to know. Would the Beatles have sold so many records if we were all deaf? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Would we eat as much food if we didn't have mouths? Give us a call now. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Would gloves have been invented if we hadn't got fingers? This is the Matthew Wright Show. Nuts, isn't it? That is proper. (laughs) Did that go through a meeting? That agrees. I mean, it's better than what's your favourite opal fruit or whatever, but only just. That's next week. It was wine gum anyway. Um. Uh, oh, this is what I'm, oh, this this is what I wanted to talk about. Opera. I'm thinking of getting into opera. 
I tried that. But I don't know, I wouldn't know where to start. Maria Callas. Well, there's no need to be um, mean about it. <laughs> oh. That's not that's bad. Like, that's our first opera joke. Um... Uh, for £1,400 each, the holiday, holiday makers expected Andrea Bocelli yes. singing his hits. Instead, they got a boring opera about an executed poet. The advert boasted that fans of Andrea Bocelli... That's a, a Andrea, man. Andrea Bocelli. That's a man, yeah. is it? Italian man. Would be treated... He's blind. I wonder if he's racist. The adverts... <laughs> Well, it's a simple thing. Just phone up. Ma- get Manny on the phone. Manny, are you a racist? Yes or no? Whatever answer you give us... Shouting because he's blind. Whatever answer you give us, that will be the answer for Matthew Wright tomorrow. The advert boasted that fans of Andrea Bocelli would be treated to a spectacular summer concert in the beautiful Tuscan countryside with the Italian singer and special guests. But a group of British tourists who shelled out almost £1,400 each for the trip and were expecting to see the likes of Ed Sheeran and Barbara, Barbara Streisand. Uh-huh. Remember when people used to call her Barbara Streisand? No. I remember someone in my local news agents 30 years ago put on the little thing, pair of tickets for Barbara Streisand. Well, maybe it was a tribute act. Could be. On stage with the tenor were left bitterly disappointed. Not only did Bocelli, who sings both popular songs and classical music, appear only fleetingly, but there there were no other stars in the show. On top of that, rather than the tenor's greatest hits, the performance was an opera about an executed French poet that few of the audience had heard of. Anita Lowe, 62, went on the 11-night excursion. Oh, it's 11 nights for 1,400 quid. That's not... So, I mean, and this will have been, what, a couple of hours, tops? Yeah. With the husband, Christopher, 63, said she broke down in tears because she was so disappointed with the event. She complained to tour operators, ledger holidays, but is furious they've just offered £350 compensation. What? Well, hang on, if the whole thing costs 1400 quid, that means she spent just over a grand on 11 days away and a boring opera. Mrs Lowe, a cleaner from Oldham, said... I wanted to see him singing his well-known songs. We didn't book to see an opera. I thought it would be like a concert at the O2 in London where he performs his greatest hits with guests like Ed Sheeran. When he did it in New York, he had Barbara Streisand. So when it said special guests, we expected stars. Well, that's that's your own problem. Yeah. Special guests doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. That You know... Well, I, I take it there were quite a lot of Italian opera singers there. Yeah. They were probably his special guests. But special, ge- special guests is nothing. If it was La Traviata or Verdi, one of the common operas, or something, it would have been better, but it was a classical opera that no one knew anything about. Well, you're not as bright as you thought you were. I watched some opera on TV, and I like Pavarotti, but this was a full opera with wigs and heaving chests. So it was an, it was an, an opera. opera. It was an opera. Stay there, Matt. Come there in a second. We couldn't understand the transcript. It was all in Italian. Well, you were in Italy, right? I think they're in Italy, aren't they? Tuscany. Yeah, yeah last time I checked. They're in Italy. <laughs> right. So you went and saw a bit of theatre in a foreign country, and it was in the language of that country, you say. And we went to a restaurant, and they didn't do chips! One of the greatest nights I ever had was when I went to Tokyo once, and a member of the Curricorder Quartet acted as our tour guide, me and my wife. 
and he took us to see some traditional Japanese stand-up. Not like stand-up with a mic, but traditional Japanese stand-up, where it's like we're going for hundreds of years, right? And it's um, people in uh, the kimonos and like samurai, you know, looking like old traditional Japanese people. And they come on and they kneel down on the floor and they sit and they do like a little 10 minute, 15 minute monologue. It was all in Japanese, right? Didn't understand a word of it. Loved it. And he, but the, 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 the dude next to us would kind of lean over and explain why some bits were funny and some bits explain what was going on. And there was a lot of symbolism in it and a lot of tradition in it. But it was just, and it was like an hour and a half. Couldn't understand the word of it. Loved it. Because it was the experience of being in this room with all these Japanese dudes that were finding it hilarious. Yeah. We couldn't understand the transcript. transcript. It was all in Italian. We wouldn't have paid all that money if it had been advertised as an opera. It's like booking tickets to see the rugby and getting there and being greeted with a ballet. No, it's not. The opera was Andrea Chenier, a four-act classical opera by Umberto Giordano, which is based loosely on the life of the French poet Andre Chenier, who was executed during the French Revolution, as well as the concert in Bocelli's hometown on July the 27th. The coach holiday also included visits to Pisa, Pisa, Luca, Florence, Montecatini and Volterra. Sounds lovely, apart from being on a coach. Other Britons on the tour included retired businesswoman Jenny Bell, 66, and her husband Peter, a retired electrician of Prestat in North Wales. Good, an accent. Mrs Bell said, I was beyond disappointed. I thought the opera was being put on as an interrupt for the first 15 minutes, and then I thought the concert was about to start. Some people didn't even know Andrea Bocelli had been on. He had a very minor role. It was boring. Mrs Lowe said around ten holidaymakers on the trip had been offered a total of 1,650 by Ledger Holidays, which she claimed was nowhere enough. We need to see the advert. Yeah. That's what we need. Is if they need were saying, the you know, Andrea Bocelli sings his hits, then that's one thing. If it's, let's go and see Andrea Bocelli, then that's another. In a letter, the firm apologised but insisted it must categorically stress to you that we, like many other independent visitors of the performance, were not made aware that the concert was due to be an opera, as naturally we would have made you and your fellow guests aware. Nonetheless, I'm sorry for the prolonged disappointment you have been caused by the performance of Andrea Bocelli, and if you have believe you've been misled. Um, Bocelli, 59, is blind. Is a, I wonder if he's a racist. Singer, as you say, singer, songwriter, and record producer. See now. Um, okay, well, it sounds like they cocked up a bit. Someone's, someone's not telling the truth. Someone's telling porky pies. Because if you're booking excursions, surely you would know where you were taking people. You would surely, know, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Let's have a little. You'd th- check. You'd ask. Let's have a little ponder about this while these adverts play. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. If we made children dress up as adults, ugly adults, will we still have paedophiles? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us your thoughts on that talking point today. Let's go to Matt. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, mate. How's it going? It's going very well, Matt. What have you got for us this evening? I, I had caught you there when you said what would make the world go blind. Yes. And I thought, you must have watched the Day of the Triffids. What made what made people go blind in Day of the Triffids? When they spat in people's eyes, did they not? Incorrect answer! Oh. Incorrect. The Triffids? Here we go. Catherine, yeah. the Triffids didn't make people go blind. 
Oh, no, it was the flashes before, was it? Yes, it was the asteroid storm the, that oh. night. Triffids didn't make people go blind. The Triffids killed, but triff- the Triffids used that opportunity to take over the world. What did they do? They had, like, tentacles and that. They, they, they sprayed you with like, acid and killed you, and ate, I think they ate you and stuff. Mm. It's good It's good to dare the Triffids, but the Triffids did not make you go blind. But also... Oh. but OK, Sorry. well, then, fine. Then we need to go back and watch Day of the Triffids, not the movie version with Howard Keel, but I would say the, the BBC TV series, and we need to discover if there was any racism. Um, well, on that note... Dave Chappelle does a character, oh. and he's a blind Ku Klux Klan leader okay. who doesn't know he's black. Oh, hey! With hilarious consequences. It's, well, he it did uh, offend quite a few people. Well, hang on a minute, it. hang on a minute. That's a, that's a rip-off of the excellent, and this is actually not a bad movie. I went to the pictures to see this. See No Evil, Hear No Evil with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Not their greatest, and and Richard Pryor's quite poorly in it. But Richard Pryor Pryor plays a black guy, and someone Uh, says to him, well, what about the black guy over there? And he he goes, he's blind. He's blind. And he goes, I'm black? (laughs) Why did no one tell me? And it's just, you know, it's a a great line. And it's a bit of I remember that. He was actually on the train with his sister. And he was reading was the it. paper upside down. That's it. You got it. You got and it. And she pointed out. You. And uh, and I think his response was, what am I go- does mum know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Followed swiftly by, what am I going to tell the guys at the country club? Well, there you go. How, how do you know, hear no evil, see no evil? How can you quote that movie? Um, I don't know. Uh, strange facts stick in my head for some reason. It's actually it's, uh, quite a good film. It, 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 I saw it the pictures and it got slated, but I watched it a while ago and it's funny. Oh, it's, a, it's a very, it's very, very uh, politically incorrect. You won't be able to make that movie now, mainly because well, the two stars are dead. Of course, of course, yeah, yes. But I, well, thanks for pointing out. I come second for not realizing the Triffids actually killed you. Yep. I'll have to go back and do my homework on you, sci-fi. You, you will do. Go and do a little bit of sci-fi homework. All right. Okay. Thanks for your time. Thank you for your call, Matthew. It's appreciated. May God bless you and everybody who sails in you. For goodness sakes. I got the hippie, hippie shakes. It's in the bag. Oh. The hippie, well, now you take it to the left. What is the hippie hippie shakes? Is it shaking in the hips, I guess? There we go, I've answered the question. Because it's before hippies. Was it? Yeah. Oh. It was really early 60s, 63, 64, and hippies weren't around till 66. Well, I always imagined hippies and I was wrong. Yeah, then. no, and also it's not a hippie kind of tune. It's, no. it's a rock and roll thing. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, do, um, I do wonder. Um... After setting millions of pulses racing in her time as a screen siren, Jane Fonda has spoken of her love of pornography, particularly the movie Two Girls, One Cup. No. Jane 80... You're joking, aren't you? Jane, I'm reading the story. Jane 80 says she likes erotic fiction, gangbang and bukkake. (laughs) I swear to God this is what it says. The actress Wright said, I've read really good pornography. And I've got a great collection of DVDs. Although the best stuff I have is on VHS. I had a mate who worked at the airport 
and he used to pass on to me all of the confiscated stuff that people tried to bring into the country. This is proper, hardcore, Euro-strength porno. Triple X. You won't believe what these crazy cats get up to. Some of it's disgusting. I mean, absolutely filthy. But I just can't stop watching it. Are you making any of this up? No, this is the story in the paper. Because I've seen Jane Fonda's workout videos, and it wasn't that. My favourite pornos are the spoofs on Hollywood movies. Just last week, I was watching White Men Can Hump. (laughs) Although I always have a soft spot for titty slickers. That's a real film. I'm quoting, I'm reading the story. These are Jane Fonda's words. She's seen shaving Ryan's privates. Do it again. Go on, have another run. <laughs> She's seen Shaving Ryan's Privates. One film I've never seen is Shaving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> I'm not really into the shaving scene. I'm old school. And under my stairs, it's like a jungle. Uh... Um, Jane declared in 2012, at 74, I've never had such a fulfilling sex life. And last month, she said intimacy improves for women as they get older. Jane added, and Carol will will back us up on this, particularly if we provide her with the equipment. It gets better because we understand our bodies more. We know what we like and we're less afraid to ask for it. But three three months before that, the US star who split from her long-term boyfriend, 76-year-old record producer Richard Perry, in 2017 revealed, I have closed up shop down there. Nobody has to keep on being sexual later in life. It should be up to us to make the decision. Well, there you go. That's, She's uh, done. She is finished. She's um, not fonder loving anymore. Good one. Thank you very much indeed. Um, she was fond of sex, but now she's not fond of it. Fond of, fond of it. Fond of it. She's, she's fonder no more. She's fonder no more. She's fonder watching, but no more doing. No more doing. Um, She ponders. Jane Fonda (laughs) ponders. But her hands don't wander. Coming soon on um, DVD. Well, no, apparently not. No. (laughs) That was a charming story. Something we can all think about as we um, head towards the twilight of our lives. I need to get a mate at the airport. I was always the, th- the thing at school. Someone said, oh, yeah, 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 my dad's mate works at the airport and uh, he gets all the stuff that gets confiscated. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff. What happens, they just divvy it up in the staff room at the end of the a day. blood-soaked climber, there she is. Oh, dear. I wouldn't say she's soaked. I'd say that's a little trickle. Cl- posed, f- smiling for a selfie, moments after a 50-foot mountain fall, not realising... She was dead. Huh? No, I'm sorry. Not realising she'd snapped her neck. What? Magdalena Mikolovska, 41, thought she had just a few cuts. But after she'd been flown to hospital three hours later, doctors found she'd fractured a vertebrae. Is that the same as breaking a neck? No.
No, no, she's not broken her neck, so I'm not going to read that story. That story is based on... It's that's fake news. That is fake. Oh, it's Paul Ross. He's always there because there's a little bit of glass in the door. And I just see the... Ref- you can't see it's dark in there. But I just see a little reflection of his glasses. Sometimes he holds the phone under his face, like... Spooky. Telling a ghost story. <laughs> but you just get a little reflection of the glasses. Yeah. The thing is, he could have been there since about five past ten. I think he has been. We just don't know. Because you came... Why were you in early what? tonight? Shoot, I've just got the water over. I do apologise. Let's blame Kath. Hey, no, no, because you're the reason we haven't got faders here, because you spilt a drink over the faders. Tell the truth, there were never faders there. There were, there, there were, nev- there were never faders there. Were there. Faders. there were three faders. You're having that hallucination again. I there once... were never faders. You think you're on the radio at the moment, don't I, you? Um, I did that. What, nurse? <laughs> oh, I, I'll do it, Kat, I sorry. did that at the, at the BBC once. I spilt like, hot honey and lemon <laughs> um, all over the faders, and because it was, it was lemon, it was all sticky. Yeah. And I was I was down and I knackered the desk and the desk and I was down there well, taking it apart trying I to clean had, uh, it. I had I had a coffee on on and I was brought in one a cup of mud by he who must not be named Johnny Seifert yes who put it down so I can blame him for it. The thing was we phoned our emergency engineering. Yeah. I took the top off immediately and pulled the bottom. Phoned emergency engineering who came down two days later. Yeah, <laughs> <we go. laughs> it was my fault though. I coughed to it. Yeah, we're, wasn't charged for it though. Not the time I punched the air conditioner. Didn't get charged for that either. Was that you? That what is wrong with you, man? No, that was that was months ago. I had anger issues. Calm down. <laughs> I've now got a punch bag. Punch Johnny Seifert <laughs> if you're going to punch anything. <laughs> Get some use out of your. Oh, he's a good lad. We like him really. Arsenal. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the yeah. original Hippie Hippie Shake, it's a great slower version, it's by a guy called Chan Romero from Montana, real name Robert. Right. And the Beatles covered it on the Beatles at the BBC sessions. There's yes. a Beatles version knocking around as well. Yeah, there is. Swinging Blue Jeans version is great Blue Jeans. But it's, but, cause, yeah, for years I thought it was like a hippie as in Peace Man, but it's, it must be hip. No, it's just some kind of weird dance. Yeah. Isn't it? It's on the turkey trot and the mashed potato and the, the hitchhike and all that. Mashed potato, the pony and all of that stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're back on porn <laughs> What's going on? What have you got on well, your show? We have got a remarkable story from the Second World War about a man who was a humble bank clerk, genuinely. He was recruited by MI5 to become a spy on the British fascist movement. He ended up virtually leading the movement when Oswald Mosley was incarcerated. He passed himself as a Gestapo agent, and he gave to a couple of British Nazis the Iron Cross in 1946. Wow. It is an absolutely astonishing story about Agent Jack, Jack yeah. King. We're also going crossing to Oxford, because there's a brilliant exhibition on at the Ashmolean. Out your way now, you should take yeah. the to it called Spellbound. Oh, yeah. And it's 800 hundred years of magic witches warlocks and wizards it's a br- they've even got old voodoo dolls poppets they're called with like stilettos in their eyes it's a fantastic exhibition i'm getting into that scene my mouse mat is a ouija board because i got a ouija board to have a seance and it's now my ma- mouse mat and um but it's all the the letters have faded off yeah it's never no, it's been not used to such heavy use <laughs> used so vigorously but i love a bit of magic got really into um uh, into dennis wheatley Oh, he's great. He made, made some great books, which are almost like evidence files. If yeah. you ever see those, that are yeah, brilliant. They're, yeah. they're, not, they're not chronological. You just kind of work out the mystery. Although I got obsessed when I was about 15, 16 with Alistair Crowley, or yeah. Crowley, which wasn't a good idea. Because there's a kind of odd... I mean, he had some interesting things. He, he once um, spent a week without using the word I, the pronoun I, and he used to slash himself with a razor to try and take himself outside his body. I did it with a pin and didn't get the same effect. He's, we, got, we got in trouble. Our deputy head at school was a, very, was a very devout Christian, and he caught us reading a, um, a 
book about uh, Alistair Crowley. He's actually a good poet. You know W.B. Yeats? He was a friend of Yeats. Really? Yeah. He's fascinating. Anyway, anything else? You've got 30 seconds. Sorry. Uh, what else on the programme? Oh, we're off to the movies with John Hearn. A couple of great films, including a modern-day cowboy film I'm really looking forward to hearing yeah. about, which is a great movie. And also, we're talking about the Zorro bug, which is depredating upon our elms. They've just suffered Dutch elm oh. disease. Now the Zorro bug is over. It does leave a kind of zzzz, a Z oh. on the leaves. So, all that and more on... The, and the usual old tosh. Excellent stuff! Right, let's tidy up this crap. We're done for All another night. All this H2O, as they said <laughs> in The Simpsons. Uh, we are done. We are finished. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. We'll be back tonight at 10 o'clock. Stay tuned, though, because coming up after the news at one, it is Mr. Paul Ross. Thank you. Ta-ta.